Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back into SCNZ. We're two minutes past 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, we've got a plenty to come before midday. We've got lots to get through. We'll get to a sports desk. Uh, we'll read some more of your texts. I've got some cricket audio that I'd love to give you from Mitch Marsh and Mitch Santner, the Mitch's squared captaining head-to-head in this T20 series getting underway tonight at Sky Stadium, which coincidentally you'll hear live on ECNZ because Daniel McCarty and our commentary team will be there bringing you the action. But right now we're going to tack left. We're going to do a little bit of racing. Uh, I promised you we'd do a little bit of racing yesterday, and I even said that we might speak to this man who's very accomplished in the thoroughbred game. There are a few owners who have more moving parts, I'd say, than Aussie Care. The Australian businessman whose passion and deep investment in racing has seen him win some of Aussie's biggest races, well, Australia's biggest races to save confusion over recent times. Uh, The likes of Kieran Ma, Chris Waller at his disposal, some of the finest bloodstock available globally, which he sources himself and with his people. Uh, His famed navy blue and pale yellow spotted silks are now targeting our backyard here in New Zealand. But this is a good thing, I promise you. So there was a bit of 2,000 guineas success, wasn't there, with that wonderful horse Pierre last season. And he's managed to secure a majority share in 1,000 guineas heroine, Molly Bloom. And with an injection of stakes money and innovation in New Zealand in our backyard, I am suspecting this could just be scratching the surface for Aussie Care's involvement in our thoroughbred game. He's been good enough to take our call for a chat this morning. Aussie, morning to you. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Lewis. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, no, wonderful to have you here with us. And, um, mate, I guess before we get going, it's and we can talk more about what you're looking to do over the, the coming months, but we spoke about it a lot yesterday, and um, I, I know you would have been deeply affected by the sad passing of Very Elegant because you were part of that Australian ownership group that were involved, and she, she took us as punters all on a ride, especially us Kiwis. We, we were so um, indebted to her for what she did, but you personally and, and your Colleagues must have been, um, yeah, devastated yesterday. Uh, look, I was probably a lot more devastated on Sunday night. Um, the news broke on Monday morning, um, and yeah, look, it was, it was, it was terrible. It was, it was, it was actually shocked because we sort of had um, two lots of news. The first news was um, that the foal was in trouble, and um, she, you know, she had dead foal, um, and they call it a dog sitter. Um, so that was the first bit of bad news. And, and then we were hanging on for about oh, three, four hours just waiting and hoping that um, Very Elegant would survive. And um, she wasn't in a good way. So um, it was a very, very tense four hours. Um, I wasn't able to do much. I was just watching every minute go by on the phone, um, waiting to get a phone call from the vets to see if everything was okay. And um, obviously in the end, it wasn't so. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't great, but uh, you know, these things happen, and um, you've got to sort of move on. Um, look, we're arranging. We're hoping to get her ashes uh, cremated and bring her back here. So we're just going through what that's all going to look like, and um, yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's really hard. Yeah, and look, I, like Aussie, even hearing you talk about it, it's um, like I can hear it in your voice, mate. Because it, people might people might think or assume someone at your status and the amount of horses that you have in your kind of band and and your involvement in the game that you might start to become a little bit numb to it. But I can tell you clearly love the animal and you love them all equally. Uh, yeah, look, I can I can understand how people could have that view and um, and. You know, that, but that's definitely not the case. Um, I don't actually shed many tears. Um, and I can tell you the two times um, that I've cried was when um, Sir Dragon had passed away and, um, and you know, I was pretty much on the edge of te- uh, tears um, on Sunday night um, when Very Elegant passed away. So um, it, does, it does hit home and, um, and that's what it's all about. You know, we, we love racing and we love obviously, you know, winning the big races. But um, outside of that, we also love the racehorse and we, we really enjoy um, what, what Very Elegant's done, um, not just for us, but um, for Australia and New Zealand and for, for all racing enthusiasts. She's just very much loved. And, um, and that was very obvious with the amount of messages um, and well wishes I received over the last 48 hours. It was just phenomenal. Um, you know, it was, it, it was probably the same amount of messages I received winning the Melbourne Cup with Very Elegant. So uh, wow. very humbling. It shows you what, yeah. she's, what she's done. Yeah, that's amazing. That is amazing. And, and that does, you know, that, that, that translates really that, you know, like a special horse on the track. People do feel that connection to her. That's what I mean. We, even as punters, we really do. I, I mean, I suppose with her, her, her toughness and willing willingness to put herself through the pain barrier for her jockey and, you know, the, the way she would sit wide and, and do things that other horses couldn't do, it was sensational. And, you know, I, I partly think that comes down to the Kiwi breeding. And, you know, she was unfashionably bred, but th- there is something about that Kiwi blood that goes through those horses. And I know you, you've got a deep appreciation for the, the Kiwi bloodlines. A hundred percent. It's why it's, it's, it's what interests me and what um, gives me, it, it attracts me to the Kiwi bloodlines and the Kiwi horses. This is exactly that, you know, um, they're very much a slow maturing type, which, you know, you've got to appreciate that and understand that when you buy one. And um, if you're patient and, and you give them the time, um, like a very elegant look, they only get better and better and better. And um, they don't stop racing, you know, as two and three year old or three year olds. Um, they can continue racing as five, six, seven year old um, mares or, or, or geldings or colts or whatever they may be. But um, they only improve, um, which is, you know, because I love racing, um, you know, that's the part I love. I love the, the seeing horses um, just continually improve as they get older and um, enjoy the journey. Aussie, just for context, just for our listeners, how, how many horses would you have roughly at the moment, you know, you and your partners, and, and how many trainers do you have at your disposal? How many trainers do you have horses and work with? Yeah, look, oh, I don't know the exact number because um, they come and go, but I, I would say in work we would have probably 40 to 50 um, in work. Um, there we, we obviously, we've got yearlings that, um, that I'm not counting in that as well. Um, mm. so we'd have about 40 or 50 in work and that will be across um, sort of, it'd be across Kieran Ma, um, across Chris Waller, um, Trent Busserton. Um, we've got, we got, I think two with, we got two with the Hayes boys. Um, and, and now we've got a couple in um, New Zealand um, with we're Pierre with Weatherly and um, Molly Bloom uh, with with Lance and Andrew. So um, look, we've we've got 
but we've got enough, but um, by no <laughs> means is it out of by no means is it out of control. And um, we really just focus our model with our small little group is we really just focus on um, probably quality more than quantity. Um, you know, we really target the ones that we think um, are at least stakes level, and um, that's sort of been our business model, and, and that's what our team likes to to race. They like to race in those bigger races, and um, that's sort of the path we've taken. And you know what, that makes sense because that's actually not an insane number when you think about how frequently we see your colours and that's probably because we see them pop up in stakes plus racing more often than, you know, someone just with a couple of hundred horses, you know, going round, which is, you know, getting pretty rare, but um, you see them at a higher rate. And I suppose when you get to that level, what is it that ultimately drives you, you know? Is it the stake money and ultimately return on investment or is it still the passion that and you know you're happy to spend big money for lovely bloodstock to win big races and that gives you the thrill or is it a combination oh i think it's a i think it's a balance because a, a lot of people say well you just, you just want to win the big races and the prize money is not important or the, the you know losing money but, but that's that's not true because i don't think any business person that you'd speak to is happy to um win races and, and, and lose a lot of money along the way. Um, no one likes to lose money, doesn't matter at what level you are. Um, and look, for us, it's just about getting that balance, um, finding that balance. We have a really good group of friends that have been on the journey from, from the outset with, you know, for the last uh, five or six years and have enjoyed some good wins. And um, our view is always to, to you know, compete in the better races and, and have a bit of fun and, and enjoy the social aspect of racing, um, which is very important to us. Um, but that, like, I'm not full-time in racing. Like, I, can, I can only work on my racing, on my thoroughbreds, you know, after hours, and that's really starts at, like, probably 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock at night. Um, before that, I've, I've, got a, I've got companies and businesses to run that I've got to focus on, and then after that, when I get home, I've got, I've got five kids to focus on. So um, it's not a full-time um, job for me. It's, it's, a, it's a hobby, and I'm keeping it a hobby. It'll never be a business for me. Um, and I've been approached many times to, to convert it into a business, but it's not a business for me. And for the group of owners that we've got and friends, um, it's really just about um, us having fun and enjoying racing, and, and that's what we're doing. And... and and because of that, we just continue to keep growing. And obviously, you have a good win, and you're up and about, and you're happy to buy another one, and, and it keeps going. But look, I don't think we've ever been um, silly in what we purchase. We, we've still got a, a level head on what we what we buy. Um, look, Molly Bloom, for an example, we loved her from her first race, and we weren't able to do a deal for you know after six starts. Um, that's an example of you know, like we we definitely loved it from from the very beginning, um, but we just couldn't get the right price and yes we could have paid we could have paid overs for her and um you know we would have been happy but at the end of the day we, there is a little bit of logic to what we do and um we've got to get a result financially and um and the wins are bonus yeah that that doesn't shock me knowing um lance o'sullivan's business acumen so uh, um that's that's outstanding that you guys managed to get a deal but i'm sure he, he pushed you hard for it and and it'll be good well it was lovely to see her still race in new zealand and it'll be interesting to see what she does if if they do campaign her and maybe the the late autumn or, or the the winter um 
Hey, Ozzy, I'm conscious because you do have five kids and all those businesses to not take too much of your time. So I'd better ask you about what you want to do here in New Zealand. Like, is there a chance we see your colours going around, for example, at, at Pukekohe on a Wednesday in six months' time? Or, or again, are we really talking about the pointy end, like the NZB Kiwi? How involved do you suspect you might become? Oh, look, I, I'm enjoying um, the, the more I'm getting to know train. Look, it's for me... I haven't been in the game for too long. I mean, it might seem like I've been in the game for a long time with, with our small little group, but um, we haven't been in the game for too long. And I think, um, like, we've enjoyed racing in Australia, but I, I think now I'm really starting to enjoy um, and having being a lot more involved in, in New Zealand thoroughbreds and, and, and a lot more active with the yearling sales in New Zealand and, and the ready-to-runs and, and, and getting to know more people in New Zealand, you know, trainers and, and other owners. We've got maybe four or five partners now that we race horses in New Zealand. So oh, it's growing, um, and that's how it starts. And you get these big prize money races, um, like the slot races, uh, and you get also, you know, increased prize money. So you start to watch more races in New Zealand and um, and that interest grows and I think that's how it starts and obviously um, it just continues from there and um, who knows where that ends up but uh, like you've got to start somewhere right and um, and I think what um, what's happening at the moment in New Zealand is just fantastic for racing and just can hopefully continues to build from here. And I really do think, and I've said this, and I know a lot of people agree with me in Australia as well, like a strong New Zealand industry, is it's not a threat, it's a, it's an absolute bonus to the Australasian industry, and I, I'm sure you'll, you'll echo those sentiments. So this New Zealand, uh, the NZB Kiwi, for example, very lucrative slot race for three-year-olds. I, I'm, I'm informed that you would love to be involved in some capacity. The auction for the slots are, are next Tuesday. But I'm wondering, if you did manage to get involved somehow, Ozzy, what sort of horse? Like, do you have to then go and source a horse? Will you be watching the, the Matter Matter Slipper this weekend for the, the two-year-old Colts and Geldings trying to find one to, to make an offer? Or do you have one in mind? Do you have yearlings already uh, lined up? Uh, you, you know, horse racing, anything can happen between now and the race. It's a long way to go. But look, well, I've bought a few yearlings out of New Zealand this year. Um, okay. And hopefully we have one of ours. Um, but in the same context, I'm, I'm speaking to a couple of um, breeders um, in the meantime, and we might partner up um, with with a breeder there. Um, so, like, who, who knows? You know, and, and it might be we end up buying one and partnering up. I, I just don't know um, what it looks like at the moment. But we, with these things, you, you've got to be in it to win it. And I just think it's an exciting concept. I, I, I want to back it. Uh, I want to support it. And I think um, by coming out there publicly and saying that we want to do that, I think it's only a good thing. And, um, you know, you've got to support people that come up with good ideas and um, why not? And if it helps New Zealand racing and it helps create a bit of hype around it, you know, it's only fantastic for everything, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, no, makes perfect sense to me, mate. And I, I tell you what, I wanted to back little Jeannie today at Hawkesbury, but Chris has scratched her. So I thought that was a sharp little bit of business, actually. She's beautifully bred. Yeah, oh, look, I, I've actually bought her, well, we bought her probably, I think, maybe four months ago, three months ago. And um, she she had obviously three starts, uh, um, hasn't won a race yet, but I think she'll, be, she'll go very close. And, and, and she's, a, she's another example of just a three-year-old uh, that I think will just continue to improve over time. Um, but I bought her brother um, at the yearling sales this year, um, her full brother. So, you know, he, he could be there. So, look, she probably will run next Wednesday. Okay. 
<laughs> we'll, we'll, we will keep our eyes peeled through the fields for yeah. next Wednesday. Aussie, lovely to chat, mate. Condolences again to you and everyone around. Uh, very elegant, but uh, nice to see you getting involved with our game, and I'll let you crack on with your day. Great to chat. Thank you.